All right, let's do this. Three, two, one. Go. And now, episode 52, who is the CEO of your company? Or rather, who's the CEO of your company? Today, the episode is brought to you by The Bronson Co., who talked about this in a little bit of our last week's podcast and how important it is for you to be defining what it is that you're doing for yourself and making sure that you're in charge of your business. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this, turn the reins over to you, sir, and start discussing how important it is for you to be in charge. Why, thank you, sir. Yeah, absolutely. So the first, the first book, that, let's just get right into this. The first book every business owner should read is the infamous The E-Myth. And it's written by Michael Gerber. And it honestly will kind of, it probably will change your life if you are starting a business. And the thing is, it's, it's not rocket science. It is not rocket science, but it really lays out what you should be thinking about, mm-hmm. how you should just be structuring your business. How long have you owned your business? Uh, 2011 for this most recent one. No, in general. Oh, yeah. Okay. But then you had another one before. 2003. So total years. 15 years. 15 years of, of owning a business, being your own boss. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> It'll be 13 years in January for me. And I still feel like the business depends a lot on me. Right. And basically what it comes down to is, are you a, a process system based business or what's the other option? Fly by night, wing it business, personality driven business. So there's basically a systems based mm-hmm. or personality based. That's a good point. What do you think most martial arts schools are? All personality right. driven. And even Largely. I would say still co-martial arts is still Versus taekwondo right. personality. And, and, and I don't know if you can ever get away from that. Right. But I definitely think that the percentage mm-hmm. can shift towards systems rather than have it the other way you know and i actually uh, two thoughts came to mind when you started to discuss this the first one was you mentioned how this book would change your mind and we've spent so much time talking about people who are starting martial arts schools how they get into martial arts schools and they usually get them dropped into your lap you know what i mean i i I would highly recommend that people start if they're thinking about running a martial arts school they should start reading these books prior to ever opening yeah i wish i did yeah it'd be great i just opened the second i graduated school yeah Oh gosh. We yeah. found the space and then, bam. and then literally like a week after I graduated you're in. You're, now you're working. And like two months later I was sleeping against the wall. So anyway, <laughs> the, um, the, uh, on the bag, on the sentry <laughs> bag. Seth, what are you doing? <laughs> you're supposed to be teaching. Why are you, why are you nodding off on the sentry uh, bag? Oh gosh. The second thing that I was thinking about is the I, I forgot that was that was too good. I, I literally I just forgot. <laughs> and the, and the, the 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 part of this that's so ironic and funny is that it's true. It is true. Yes. Yeah. Actually. I Anyways. Really uh, so yeah, reading reading these books, and then you were talking about the personality driven and the yeah. the idea there. And Let's, can we define what's the difference? Uh, give one second, and okay, we will. Go, so go. before I lose my train of thought, one of my one of my new favorite franchises that I like watching and looking at is the Goldfish Swim Academy. 
Yeah. And Goldfish Swim Academy, we've talked about it a couple of times on this show, is um, basically swim school for toddlers and young young children up to like ages six or something. I, I think they do older older kids as well, but mainly for little guys. And if you listen to some of their brand videos, it is very largely personality-based still. Um, the owner's personality really comes out in what they're wanting to be executed but then that personality is turned into processes, which is, I think where, where you want to go is like your personality, you want to exist within the four walls, yeah. but you're specifically kind of talking about you, you as an individual's yeah. personality, yeah. which is kind of tricky. But if you have that magic pill to be able to make your business run, like you're there and you're not. Yeah. Wow. That that's something. Right. And, uh, just to quickly define the difference, a personality driven business is basically a, a, a an operation where the business can only grow or um, be an operation if the individual is there, mm -hmm. you know, churning the gear, right? And turning the gear, like they're the ones who are teaching the classes, possibly doing all the enrollments, possibly answering the phones, possibly cleaning and doing every other job and wearing 10 hats. But at the end of the day, people will go to that business because they want to experience that personality or that person and what they have to offer. Mm -hmm. And then you have systems based where the customer will visit and continue to visit the business because there's a process or a system in place that um, basically fulfills a need of what, what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And it's not based on one individual or even two individuals It's based on how successful can that process be when it's executed for then it to uh, basically fulfill a need? And I just said the same thing twice, but, yep. but basically those are the differences. And with martial arts in general, we have the master instructor mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call it, the head instructor, the person who's teaching the classes and they're the, the product. They're the person that is fulfilling the need of why they are bringing their children to them or taking classes there. Mm -hmm. And the problem with this is if that instructor is sick, if that instructor gets hurt, the entire business completely will fold in itself because nobody else is there to take the baton. Yep. And that's a challenge for a lot of martial arts school businesses. But I, I always think on a global scale with every kind of a business, you know, whether it's a Starbucks or something similar back in the day, they started as a personality driven business and were quickly able to move into that realm. And I, I love what you're saying yeah. is that that's the, that's the transition that we're talking about. And, today. Th and that's, that's a great point to bring up because I think most businesses will start out, mm -hmm. not most, but a lot will yeah, sure. start out personal, you know, personality based. The only things that don't really are is if you buy a franchise. Right. That's right. And even that franchise might've been started like that. Yeah. Uh, but the, I think the, the important thing to think about here is how, like, do you have a plan in place to transition or to transform your business into a business that's based on systems and processes, processes, and it's scalable. Yeah. Scalable is something that I think about all the time with the decisions that we're making and whatnot. I feel like a lot of martial arts school owners, like that you'd have this aspiration of wanting to have that kind of a business. Right. But then this is 
a little bit of the sidekick success idea is that if that's truly what your goal is, but you're lacking that I like I understanding of mm-hmm. how do I go from here to there, then it really creates some opportunities for us to be able to network and communicate with people to get them across those kinds of gaps. But man, I tell you, it is not an easy process for any business to be able to go from that personality to a, you know, just a, you say systems oriented space. Yeah. And, and really one of the, the topics that I, I vaguely remember in this book is when somebody goes, well, I don't, I want to continue to teach. Mm-hmm. I want to continue to do whatever I do in my business. Right. Well then if that's the case, you are not the CEO, right? you you are the worker, right? You are the person who is working in the business Mm -hmm. and the coin term that we always hear about, are you working in or on the business? And that's okay. Right. But you just have to understand and accept the fact that your business's growth will be severely limited because you are one human being and you can only do so much. That's a, that's an insanely great point. And that's where. For example, what we talk about hiring staff and doing these sorts of things is if you're moving yourself into that space where you don't have to be the assembly line worker and the engineer and the marketing director, then you could get so much more done. And there are so many risks that it seems like people are averse to taking. I don't want to, I don't want to step away from teaching because everybody would quit. And it's like, well, that means that you don't, you haven't developed leaders underneath you that could do the job. Like you've said better than you can, or at least as good as you can or whatever. And those kinds of things are crazy, but every business had to take that leap. And sometimes we're afraid to fail. Of course. But I don't see, I don't see why you would do that because what do you say? Fail faster. Just end it. Fail better. Fail better. Fail faster. Fail better. And the other point that is worth noting is just like it's great if you want to do it Mm -hmm. but is this optimal right like you what is your real goal right that's if if your goal is is to teach that's great but then uh maybe you should have somebody else who can help you run the business that can do everything else and you can still teach yeah because i think this is also a missing piece with a lot of small businesses they Mm -hmm. don't know First, what is the next step? Right. Who do I hire? Do I hire a administrative person? Do, do I, I hire a janitor? Do yeah. I even hire? Right. So I think that's the challenge. And then the second, and this is something I'm going through right now, is how do I hire? Right. Like, how do I, first of all, get that word out that I'm looking? And second of all, being able to filter it through all of the the people and candidates that are not going to be a good fit. So they're just going to waste your time. So mm-hmm. you shouldn't even interview them or, or take it to the next step. But all those little things that I think a lot of small businesses owners, business owners don't know how to do in the beginning. And I can tell you when I first started, I had no clue. You know, I want to take what is basically not a sidetrack, but a little bit of a sidetrack with how many martial arts schools exist out there. And you've got this school owner, their goal is, you know, I want to be, I want to be self-sufficient. I want to own this school and make a living doing all of these things. How many of the schools that are out there do you think could partner with someone who could run the business? I don't care about teaching your classes. I don't care about these kinds of things. What I care about is getting in there and fine tuning the systems processes, you know, advertising, creating this. How many people do you think would jump on board with a collaboration like that? Do you think people would do it? I, I wouldn't have. You wouldn't have at the time. See, no. and what, what stopped you? Because you had letting the creative go. vision. And that's the hardest thing is letting go 
of the control. Yeah. Hi, my name is Bronson Co. And I have control a problem issues. with letting go of control. <laughs> and I think that's the uh, that's definitely going to going to be the biggest op- biggest obstacle for the boss. Yeah, is by letting control con- letting go of that control and finding and letting it go to somebody who's better than you. Right. Oh my gosh. So what is it? The I'm trying to think of what the phrasing would be here. It goes take two steps forwards instead of one step backwards. So like why it's one step forward, two steps backwards is if you do it yourself, the opposite of that would be letting somebody else do it. So you can actually thrive. Right. Yep. And it's, it's funny how many people want to thrive, but refuse to take the steps to do it. Yep. That's nuts. Well, it's nuts, but it's understandable. Right. Well, I mean, you got that whole bell curve thing and you've got a few people that are willing to take the risk that reap big rewards. Some people that are willing to fail. It's stressful. Then people in the it's middle. It's a lot of risk. It's a lot of stress because uh, you can fail. You can lose a lot of money. Right. You can. And if you're holding on to this business as your sole ways and means to survival, right. it's a lot. Of, Again, it's a lot you're, to, you're, yeah. you're betting on your livelihood. Yep. Well, what and, does Gary V say? Bet on yourself. Yeah. But if you fail, then. Accept it. Get back up and do it again. Yeah, that's what Rocky said. <laughs> Unless you somehow hurt yourself and then it's something you can't repair. Yeah. Then maybe don't do that. Yeah. But most of the time it's not the case. But yeah. anyways, um, so going back to the systems-based business. Mm-hmm. So if we're going off of the book, The E-Myth, uh, it basically talks about every piece, every part of your business can be delegated to a certain position. Mm-hmm. And what he says is you should, even before even before you uh, start your business, you list out every single task that needs to happen. And I could be butchering this, but it's the general idea, and I stand by this. You list out every task, and then with each task, you then will delegate it to a different position. So you have your, you know, front desk person, administration, administrative person, you have your instructor, you have, you know, your marketing person, and then you start delegating all those tasks. And then you figure out who's in the business. Is it just you? Well, you got to put your name under every single position. And the goal is Mm -hmm. that you can then remove yourself slowly from each position. Right. But the problem is we don't do this in the beginning and we just do whatever needs to ha- like whatever it needs to happen we do it right so we're basically putting out fires all day long and we never think about and we never create a plan well how can we make it so no fire or at least a little amount of fires actually come up mm-hmm. during the day or during the process yeah it's interesting so just listening all out and then eventually there's that one position that we're talking about today and that's the ceo mm-hmm. and when I first, th- this took me years to understand, like, what, why do you need a CEO? They don't even do anything. <laughs> they sit at their big desk with their suit and tie and they just take pictures and they're like, yeah, I'm the CEO. Like, but they can't really do anything. Right. Not until recently do I realize how important that CEO position is. Because essentially it's, you're, you're in a ship, okay? And you have all these different positions. You have the people who are, 
you know, throwing coal. And I'm talking about like back, back in like the Titanic they're throwing days. Coal yeah. The, they're throwing okay. coal in the right. fire to make the, the, the engine go or whatever. And then you have the people who are making sure that, you know, the, that they're scraping ice off the bottom or blah, blah, blah. And then Clearly you have making all of these positions the captain, <laughs> right? Right. Who's actually steering, steering the ship. ship. Right. Oh, we, we got to make sure we don't go this way because this is no man's land or we're going to run into something or we need to be going this way because then we can end up here. Right. But if nobody's steering that ship and the, the captain is down there shoveling in the coal and putting in the engine, nobody's steering the right. ship. And there there is a just a load of material on what it is to be this person and understanding so many different things. And as you know, I've, I've taken part in CEO hirings for, for different right. corporations and whatnot. And this is, um, something that always comes to say is the weaknesses in the financial area, the weaknesses in the marketing area, the weaknesses in the, and we keep coming back to these conversations about it. A CEO needs to be well-rounded and have a clear understanding of what all aspects of yeah. that business are going to do but you need to be able to understand what all the pieces are going to fit together to do. Right. Then you've got this, it's basically like a general manager of a, of a sports team yep. where you say, you know, what all of the pieces you have, but you got to go find the personnel in order to maximize it. Yep. And where can I afford to spend more money? And in the case of like running a, an organization, you might, like you mentioned before, maybe I am terrible at marketing. So I'm going to spend my money hiring a CMO. Yeah. They're spending a lot more money, go almost spend as much as some companies would on a CEO to hire a CMO who can do an amazing job in that area yep. because I'm more operations based. And so as an operations based person, you have to partner me with someone creative because that doesn't exist. Yep. And it's funny because the CEO, if you are the small business owner who goes through this process and you're doing right now, just thinking we've talked about this as schools, you're doing the janitor work, you're doing the secretary's work, you're doing the, the assembly line workers work. If you're the instructor, you're on the floor, you're doing every little aspect of this business without ever considering whether or not you're good at any of them. You're just doing it. Like you said, fighting those fires, you're just doing them yeah. because they have to be done. And never think, you never think, well, am I actually good at this? Yeah. And here's my biggest one that here's the biggest thing that I always see that's very, very prevalent is marketing. Right. Big. They like for some reason, most uh, business owners think they're good at marketing. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, you're not. I love looking not, at Facebook and good. seeing people's you stuff. have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. But for some reason, they think they do. And it's kind of I get it. It's their baby. So yeah. it's like, I know what I want for my baby. But yeah, like, do you? Yeah. And based on what? And like we talk about from a CEO position, do those, do, do the things that you're doing now that you know what you want for your baby add up to the things that you actually wanted down the road. Right. So like today, for example, I know what I want for my baby. I'm going to help them eat a vegan lifestyle. And then when they're 18 years old and maybe have some health issues because they right. didn't they're get protein when D they were little protein, or whatever, right, right. then, you know, you thought at the time, that's exactly what you wanted but the outcome is something that right. you didn't want. And so when we make these kinds of decisions, we end up hamstringing ourselves, not today, yep. but down the line. So the quicker you can make that list and the quicker you can get yourself into a space where you know, I need this person to come in and help me out with this. Yep. It'd be huge. I just, I just am such a believer now in talking to people who have done it. Yeah. And I actually had the privilege of speaking to uh, a very successful business owner and he heads up uh, an organization that has tons of franchises 
And I asked him one, like there's one question that just stood out. And I said, if you could go back and redo this again, would you start it any differently? He said, wow, well, if I could, I would have hired the best people to surround myself with because then when it comes to that area, I can just bounce the idea off of them and they'd be like, and they'll tell me what they think and mm -hmm. I'll say, yeah, or nay. And if it's, if it's a good thing or if something I agree with, then do it. And when you have all these great minds around you, it's like, how could you not grow? Right. How can you not create something great? But obviously there's risk because of the capital part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I've always been very, very weary about is going out there and getting a loan and, and spending it on hiring good people. But now I'm starting to feel like that's, that's what you should be doing. Right. Expanding. Even if you have to take a loan, that's an investment. Right. And that's actually worth talking about really quick is, is, is how do you know what you should be spending on, like spending your money on really what it comes down to is something I think about all the time. If I'm going to spend this amount of money, on this particular thing or on this salary, what is it going to get me in return? Yep. Anticipation. If I'm going to get a new computer, mm -hmm. okay, what can I do with this computer that's going to make money or help the business? So then day, uh, later down the road, it's going to bring a return. Some ROI. If I invest in this person, mm -hmm. what can they provide that's going to improve the business, et cetera, et cetera. And this is, you know, common sense, but it's, I think it's just worth talking about because for me, I've always had a clouded headspace on what I should be spending the money on. Right. Throwing it away on advertising? Yeah. Eh. Does it get you? I'd a rather, shot? honestly, now I'd rather put it into people. We will get back to the podcast shortly. If you have been listening to the Sidekick Success podcast for a while now, you might be wondering what's next. Visit sidekicksuccess.com and schedule a free business coaching call. This will be a no pressure, no used car sales conversation where we will get to know you and your business's goals. Some people want more customers, some want more income, while others just want to build a business that successfully operates by itself. We will then tell you with complete honesty what you need to do to achieve those goals. If you want to hire us as your coach and guide along the way, Great, we can help create your action plan and hold you accountable. If not, no hard feelings, you at least know where you will need to start. Again, visit sidekicksuccess.com and schedule the free business coaching call. We'd love to meet you. And now let's get back to the podcast. And I agree with that. I think it's funny about spending money because we've talked about goal setting. And one of the things that I love to do with sidekick success is helping the customers or clients in this case, be able to think about what are their goals and how yep. are we going to achieve those things? And what you just said resonates right along with that. It goes, when you're going to hire a marketing person and you're looking for an ROI, the first yep. thing that you needed to do was set a goal. Yep. The first thing that you do can't be to hire the marketing person and say, okay, so glad you're here. Now, what are you going to do for us? <laughs> like, that's not the way that this goes. You, do you have a business plan and, and having spoken with, you know, marketing companies and marketing firms that what they want to go off of is what is your goal as a business? What does your business plan say that we should be doing for you? 
they're not they're not here to tell you what to do yep you're there the ceo there to be able to tell them how they're going to fit into your vision and it's funny that when we're talking about being a, a great ceo or a good ceo is if you don't have that vision and you haven't done that business planning and you haven't done these sorts of things then you can't you can't really get a, a head around where you're going or you can but it takes a long time which i think is what you and I have found that 10 years down the road, you're like, yeah, oh, if I would have done that, I'm going to make notes and then I'm never doing that again. And okay, we're okay. Now we're here and we finally understand what it is that we're wanting, but it didn't happen quick. Right. But if you would have spent two years specifically designing the future of co-martial arts, how much different would it have been? Just two years of nothing but planning out your perfect business. I know. Yeah. All the transition periods. Especially if you have, if I had somebody that could... Give guide me, you through it yeah and just somebody to bounce yeah some of the ideas i have in my head off of and just kind of tell me well yeah that's a good idea or nah don't do that right and that's what we say all the time no man is an island right right so i was as you're talking and listening mm -hmm. as you're talking i was looking up also different books that i've read in the past mm -hmm. um the one that stands out and that relates to this topic is good to great Oh yeah. Why somebody, well, I can't even speak today. Why some companies make the leap and others don't such a good book. So what do you think is the most important part or um, premise of this book is what is the premise of this book from moving from good to great? Yeah. The, the book, good to great, you know, not to put you on the spot. No, I honestly, it's been, I've read that book like two years ago. I something. read it. Listen, oh my goodness. I just realized this. November 12th, um, 2014. Oh gosh, that's a long time ago. I cannot ago. believe that. Now, what are, you, what are you looking for out of that? So basically, it's the bus. Yep. Right? You have your bus. Right. Okay. And you have the right people. The right people in the, the right, right seats of the and bus. That's what you always talk about that though. Yeah. Yeah. But this is a book. If we're talking about, are you the CEO? Mm -hmm. Like, are you the driver of that bus or not? And... Do you even have a bus that's filled with people? <laughs> yeah. You're, if you're driving in a car all by yourself, right? Exactly. Are you, are you driving a smart car? That's what the, this episode should be. Are you in a bus or are you in a smart car? Mm -hmm. The one-seater smart car. Yeah. So long-term long -term performance, this is like sustaining yeah. success, being moving from good to great right. is that kind of a thought process. But I like that concept is probably really, and, it, and you can make light of it all you want talking about, you know, what kind of a bus are you driving? It needs to be like a little image that we put together. They could be. Which one are you? It made me a think of. A bus or a smart car? Or a made, motorcycle? Are you a, motor, are you a moped? You're, you're a moped. Or a bus. You. It made me think of your idea of writing down all of the roles within your business. And those obviously are the seats on your bus and that you're trying to fill up all those seats. Mm -hmm. And, and what most people fill up those seats with is, all right, so my wife is going to help me out in the office yeah. and my kids are going to clean the floors. Right. And I'd like for you to go to any other business and, and try to describe where your children are the ones sweeping the floors. It's like child labor laws. And right. <laughs> so switching gears here, mm -hmm. um, after you start hiring people, this is where it starts to get complicated. And this is where I think I failed in the beginning. You start start hiring all these instructors, assistant instructors, some of your students, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that can get pretty complicated. First of all, you got scheduling. You have all these little things that tasks. can arise, right? Different tasks. And one of the big ones is, is are you keeping them busy? 
Because if you don't, they're going to get bored. And second of all, you're wasting your money on a human beings that's sitting in your business doing nothing. Right. They're not doing anything. And then you could say, well, they're not taking the initiative. Uh, no, I'm sorry. You're just being a bad boss because you're not, you're not laying down the framework. You're not, yeah, you're not steering the ship. Right. So there's that. And then second is keeping them motivated to continue oh. to sit on that bus. And I, that's a whole nother conversation. Right. This is something that I'm probably at this point, a purple belt, like a green belt. I'm like intermediate, right. maybe beginner still. Cause I think this is such an important piece to being a good CEO is keeping, taking care of your staff right, and making sure that they're motivated, making sure that they feel fulfilled mm -hmm. and they're feeling like they're appreciated. Cause that's a whole nother thing too. And just putting time and energy into that actual skill as the leader. Right. I, you know, I would actually go back. I, I made comment earlier to the idea of being a general manager and you talk about, uh, athlete, athletic performance is not, yeah. or performance is not much different than running a business like this. And you say, everybody needs to be pulling the same direction. Yep. The goal needs to be set that I'm working hard. You're working yep. hard. The person on my left, the person on my right, we're all going over here. And if you can't keep all of those things, yeah, then the wheels start falling off. It yep. might work for a while, but it doesn't work for long. So it's got to be real. But you also made a comment that was kind of interesting to me. It was the, the concept or it, it generated a thought for me. It goes, you also don't want to try to hold on to people where they're, the sky is the limit. So for example, yourself, you could go on to become a CEO of a, a bigger company. Yeah. And coma at that point in time is kind of, you can't let, can't let this hold you down. If you, if the sky was the limit you could go on to bigger and better things yeah. if, if that were the case. Right. Yeah. And it's not this way, but you hire someone underneath you who has the ability to do something amazing. Part of our job too, is to cultivate and develop that kind of a tree. We would like to see lots of great leaders come through our spaces that I wouldn't personally want to try to just surround myself with a team that never wanted to leave. I would like for them to sometimes have the aspirations to go on and get bigger and better and to expand that network. And they talk about it a lot in the NFL. Uh, Andy Reid right now for the Kansas City Chiefs has a coaching tree. It's like eight other people that were his assistants are now head coaches in the NFL. Wow. And it's pretty cool to think that if you could have somebody working underneath you who grows up, yeah, learning underneath you and then opens up a super successful school out in, I don't even know, Idaho yep. or something, then that's not a negative no. Sometimes we try to do right. some of those. Hold them down. Yeah. Lock them in. Yeah. Well, here's the, the biggest challenge of that is if they're going to go out and open uh, a school, are they going to open a branch or another location of what right. you're doing? And that's are million you providing, dollar question. Right. Are, are you, you providing the opportunity for that kind of thing? Not only the opportunity, are you providing a culture? Are you providing a brand that mm -hmm. they are standing by, that they're proud of, right. and that they feel like they want to still continue to be part of? Uh, and really, are they the right people? Because mm -hmm. if they're not feeling that, then the question is, are they the right person for the job? Right. And then they have to be able to transition out. The other book we have sitting here on our desk is The Coaching Habit, Say Less, Ask More, and Change the Way You Lead Forever. And I actually have both. This is something I always do. I will purchase the audio version and then I purchase the, the actual book. So I listen to it first and then I'll read it physically after because, you know, whether we like it or not, we, we get distracted yeah. when we're, when we're driving or whatever, cause somebody pulls out and you're still trying to listen to a book. 
So I'll then read it. So I have the physical book in my hand and it basically will talk, it talks about what is, how is like, what's the best way that you should be, um, coaching your, your team? Mm -hmm. Like what's the best approach for this? Cause for me, I'm kind of a blunt, like big surprise. I'm a blunt direct person at times. And sometimes I have to realize that it, that doesn't resonate with everybody. Right. <laughs> so I have to change my approach and there's just different methods that you can, uh, use to keep your staff inspired, motivated and productive. Right. Cause at the end of the day there, I said it at the end of the day, that's what we want. We want productivity. We want output. And if you're, your staff is not feeling like they're appreciated and motivated, then that's not going to happen. And that all ties back to the underlying theme of this episode, which is, are you that person? <laughs> are you the CEO that is, that is leading the ship, steering the ship, keeping those, those workers down low who are paddling the, the ship, like even we're going like way back in the, in the way back biblical days oh, and they're staying yeah. motivated to continue oh. to pedal. That's like the best the yeah. way of thinking about it. So let's, let's pull this into the next phase of the conversation. You talk about, are you that CEO? Who's the CEO of your company? Are you fulfilling that role? Are you being that guy? And go back to the early, the starting point here. So you aspire to, and we'll talk specifically about about you, I guess, is, is a great example here. You aspire to have great things. Yep. And so you start off in a spot where you are not acting as a CEO. You're acting as the assembly line worker, the owner, the jack of all trades, yeah. if you will, doing everything. Now, early on, we don't have the funds to go out and hire marketing and hire this and hire that. So in order for you to turn yourself into this thing, you're going to yeah. go back. We're going to do it all over again. Where do you start? Oh, uh, I just saw that question. So do you know where you start? You start with your students and you start with your dedicated customers. You start with those who love your business. And if you can't, first of all, if you can't find those people, you're doing something wrong. Your right? business sucks. Like, that's just what <laughs> it comes down to. Your business is not something that's captivating. But if you can find those people, that's where you start. Okay. So, for example. And you're talking about having them come in and help. Yeah. So, okay. it's bartering. Yeah. So, you can uh, barter for them not paying you for your services, and then you get them to help, and then that's where you start. Okay. Uh, the second thing is it, it takes about, I would say, if, if it's just you starting out by yourself, you got to give yourself two years, right? Maybe three. And we I, talked about this in earlier yeah. episodes, but about three years and you got to grind it out. And if you haven't maxed out yourself and your potential, then don't talk to me until you have, right? You've got to max that out where you are generating income. That's healthy for the business that now you can start distributing to help. Absolutely. And you find that one person who you can delegate the most, like they're important tasks, but they don't like it. It doesn't need to be done by you. You right. don't need to be answering the phone. You don't need to be doing the, the enrollment. You don't need to, you know, service the parents on odd end things that somebody else could probably could do be better. Doing. You know, it's funny. It's, it's difficult sometimes to let go of some of that. You know, right. And let's like, why, why is that? 
gosh, pride, arrogance, um, trust. That's, that's, that's what I was thinking about is trust. But let's just think about, like talk quickly about that trust. So trust as in what? You don't trust that other people will do the job the way that you will do it. Correctly. You feel like that person feels like that person is not going to do it as good as you. Mm -hmm. Now, first of all, accept that fact. That's my first thing. Second, if that's the case, what are you doing to help them get to that it, level? You know, it all comes back to that kind of thing. And it goes back to what we keep saying. I hate You're problem being solving. lazy. I like, hate problem solving. You are solving. lazy. I really do. Problem solving is the dumbest thing ever. So somebody would say to you, what should I do about X? I love like, well, problem what have you, solving. I know. I, I'm I love being it. facetious. But yeah. the idea there is, <laughs> what, what, do, what do I do to do X? And I go, well, what have you done now? And they're like, well, I tried this, but it doesn't work. Okay, well, what else what did you try? What are you going to do next? Yeah. And like, well, that didn't work. Well... well and uh, oh well i guess hang i guess yourself. we're done here <laughs> yeah. i guess life is over yeah there's nowhere else to go <laughs> you know i want to go even even further back with with the idea of where do you start i like i like the concept of volunteerism that if if you're really truly starting small and you're a personality community-based business then there's definitely that that can exist the other side says if you want to become a business that is you talk about people or money and if you're a business that wants to get that money and you want to be able to go drive towards those goals, then I want to ask you, did you establish some sort of a plan in mind with where, where you were and where you wanted to be? And most of the time I would imagine I'd go out on a limb and say, people say, I want to be able to make a million dollars a year. Okay. Well, where are you starting? Zero. Okay, great. So what's the first thing that you're going to do to get there? Uh, I don't know. You don't know the very first step. Okay. Well then maybe a million is your 10 year like yeah. blue sky goal, like way over there. You know, that's your dream. Right. It's just, yeah. But we need to break that back down. We want right. to say, well, this year you need to be able to make a hundred thousand. Right. And so now how many students is it going to take you to make this thing? Yeah. Okay. Now where are you at? Okay. Now what are we going to do to move from here to there? And yep. the problem solving thing breaks itself back down. I would say that people, need to, before they start thinking about getting volunteers in the door to start thinking about really, really thinking about their goal. And I'm going to, I'm going to elaborate on this in the realm of athlete development. Let's just pretend that the 10,000 hour rule is up and up. Yep. It's not, but yep. the idea of the 10,000 hour rule. And if I said to you that I want to be an expert and you go, perfect, that sounds awesome. So when would you like to be an expert? And I said, uh, I think I'd like to be an expert in two years and you go, okay, all right, no problem. So you need to do, and you divide up that number of hours, yep. 5,000 hours a year. Yeah. You go, okay, well that's, I can't that's do that. 80 hour. Right. That's 80 hours a week. I can't do that. I got a job. Ah, okay. So do you still want to be an expert in two years? And if the answer is yes, then you go next. Right. But if the answer is uh, we can, well, let's try to see where could I be? Okay. Right. Now what, where could I head? And then I'm like, okay, well now I can talk with you because you've got this concept that says, well, oh, I can't do more than I can do. So that means that now I'm on a time scale. Right. Then you start to set those goals that you can actually, or what they would rather be called milestones Sure. that at the end of year one, you should be at the, and I'm the 2000 hour mark. And if you're there after the end of year one, we're on track. Congratulations. Right. You'll be an expert in five years. And if you're happy with it, good. I agree. Uh, it's, it's, it just comes down to 
what we talk about all the time work. and we'll end at this topic or on this point, but it's, you got to put in the work. Right. And like when somebody says, well, if somebody brings up, well, I don't have the money. Well, you got to start saving. Yeah. Get it. Like start saving. But I can't get it. We'll get it. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, wrapping this up. So if you feel like you are not the CEO of your business, after you've listened to this, you're, you're thinking, you know what? I am not the CEO of my business, but I want to be right. If that is you, give us a shout out, right? For sure. You can go on our website. You can schedule a 30 minute call. Absolutely free. No sales tactics, none whatsoever. Honestly, we just want to see if you even would be a good fit for us. And right. we'll tell you straight up, eh, you're, you're, I don't think this is a big deal. If good. anybody will tell you, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> but, and we'll, we'll tell you, like, also we'll tell you, what, what are your pain points? Why right. are you not growing? Right. If you just give us a situation. That's the first thing you do. Second thing, start educating yourself. And, and third, third, you really have to just accept the fact that you're going to have to grind it out in the beginning, unless you just had an inheritance. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's still at that point. You still you need have to start. a big nest egg that yeah. you can use. You've got to you've got to educate yourself. That. Right. Don't just start hiring everybody. You don't know what to do with them. Right. You've got to start educating yourself on this. And I promise you that hard work and that boring reading that you'll have to go through is going to be so worth it. Yep. And you know what else, guys, if you've been out there and you've been grinding for a few years and you realize that you're not where you want to be. Yeah. It's not too late to start today to be able to get yourself no. from there to someplace better. Right. And now you even have more experience to get started. Yep. So it's a, it's a great opportunity. All right, guys, that's episode number 52. Shout out to James Kim at Best Martial Arts at Mudo USA for supplying Sidekick Success with all of our amazing gear. We will uh, stay on for a few more minutes after our show to answer any questions for our listeners that have out there. And outside of that, we hope you have a great day. See you next time.